0: DJ Maybach, that's Place everything in road Oh Lord! The streets crawl with a deadly omen. Outside I see a world that's broken. I can't breathe, <laughs> my heart is choking. I need a cure for this life I've chosen. One pain is a blessing in disguise. I feel it cutting and it's cutting like a knife. My pain, my pain is a blessing in disguise. I feel it cutting and it's cutting like a knife. All right. Welcome to another GD podcast. I'm your host, Guy DeMarco, and I am currently on my way out to Georgia to see some friends make some content, and shoot a couple matches. But what I want to actually talk to you guys about is a match that I competed in a week and a half, two weeks ago. And it was the Altus Long Range Classic third of five matches um, sponsored by Proof Research Barrel Manufacturers. um, Overall, great match. <clears throat> excuse me overall great match had an awesome time squatted with uh good group of guys um and gal uh got to squad up with the show alters josh and april uh my friend eric my friend adam um james alt who you guys know and then um a walker um active duty guy out of uh three seven five at Benning. So um great squad. Super fun. Had a great time with those guys. Shooting was awesome. Um conditions weren't bad. It was hot. Um got started probably eight thirty time frame. Everything was um good to go. Check in was easy. Um Speed was perfect for the, uh, for the GT that day. I was shooting my 6GT, which I'll cover in a, in a little bit, but everything was good. Um, had a lot of fun and uh, came out with my best finish thus far. But as normal, I want to run down the stages and um, my thoughts on them, what, uh, what worked well, what worked, um, could have worked better. So we actually started on Stage 9, but we're going to start on Stage 1, which if anybody's been to Altus, they know that Stage 1 is generally the Rocks. And um, we did them different this time, which was kind of nice. It was was different than your normal start at Rock 1, move to Rock 5, you know, the plate rack way back there at 735 or something different like that um i will say that these matches are not sanctioned prs matches so they get to do their own thing and one of the things that al the match director has decided to do is to put in bonus targets so on this particular stage there was three targets there was a target at a4 there was a circle off to the left of A4 that, at a little bit farther distance. And then there was the ipsic that's at 735 in the very back corner. So you could shoot each one of those targets, a small ipsic at A4, a circle, and then the ipsic at A5 way in the back, or at A5, you could shoot a smaller circle for two points. And the way that the course fire worked was mag in, bolt back, all that jazz. And then you took a position on rock two and you engaged A4, then the circle, and then you made the choice whether you shot the Ipsic for one point or the smaller circle for two points and then change position. So it's a nine round stage with a possible twelve points. Um being the smaller circle target at seven thirty being worth two points instead of the one point. So I uh it was a good stage. Um April went before me and this is our third stage of the day. So um Still in the morning time. Still calmer winds. And she center-punched that small target at 7.30 um, both times. So she did really, really well on it. I'm getting a little bit of feedback here. Sorry. There we go. Maybe. Possibly. It's my phone. Got it. So... um, Sorry about that. So, she center punched it. She's like, I was holding one-tenth, and my second one I held straight up and uh, center punched it. So, I kind of rolled with that since I was like second person after her. I was like, okay. So, I get up, this, uh, I get up load and rock and ready, um, hit the first one, hit the second one, hit the... Uh, hit the small target and then um, move positions and just continue with the course fire and I hit I hit the first one the second one and then I hit the small one worth two points at the back then I hit the first one forgot to hold on that second target the the circle missed it and then hit the uh, the small target in the back again um I was dialing for all of these distances seeing how the ipsic at the uh A4 which was 350 it was a little smaller it was probably like a uh a, a quarter ipsic um 25% like pretty small ipsic there and then it was a, a bit of a bigger circle at um 6 there 368 um so not much of a difference um i decided to hold that one and then dial for the for that small target so dialed hold dial and then move back um so that ate up a little bit of my time but i wanted to be i wanted to make sure that i was precise on that um on that small target seeing how it was like a two mil 2.2 mil difference um at the back so um overall got a seven on that one i was super happy with that um kestrel barricade was stage two now this one um i don't know too many people that like the kestrel barricade um because it's a scope eater but it it was a good stage um i haven't shot the kestrel barricade a whole lot mainly because i don't shoot the two days uh that they have and then normally we just don't use that prop um but they had it out there this time i did really well on it i only dropped one shot i got a nine on this stage but basically it was a two target uh stage with five positions four of them from the kestrel barricade and then one of them from a wood prop like a um almost like a vtac barricade um next to it and you engage one set of targets from that so targets were a head flapper at 403 and then a square at b5 which is 508 yards Um, choose a position on go head flapper square move head flapper square move Um, what i decided to do on this one is dial the difference between each one so instead of having to like hold almost a full mil because it was eight-tenths of travel between the two targets. What I ended up doing was I dialed in between it. So it was basically hold under .4 on the close target and hold over .4 on the far target. Um, The only thing that really gave me any trouble on this particular stage was my reticle. And I'm not saying it was... The reticle of the new vortex gen 3 at all it's me using that gen 3 um ebr 7 delta or whatever it is um reticle it does not have um half mil marks it only has uh two tenths. so my eye was looking for a half mil hash mark and I was only getting a two tenths hash mark. So that messed with me a little bit, Um like just getting my eye used to it. I don't use that scope a lot. I only have that specific scope on one rifle, which is the 6GT, and I only really shoot that one when I'm shooting the matches at Altus because, once again, they're not PRS-affiliated. So they they don't have classes. They have open and open. That's that's all they've got. Run run what you brung, um, and that's it, which is cool. So I shoot my six GT, what would be considered an open gun as far as PRS. I shoot that in the altus matches, and it does just fine. Um, so I only missed um, one of those. Uh, one of those targets, I don't remember if it was the head or if it was the square, but I do remember that it was just off the right as I'm looking at my notes here. Um, but had a lot of fun with that stage, um, did really well, um, chose to use all four portholes, um, and then transition over to the wood barricade and got my hits there. Um, I'm not sure which target I missed, like I said but it was good. I was debating on whether or not using a tripod, tripod rear for it. Um, just because I've seen a lot of people use a tripod on that stage. And it's not that I don't know how to use a tripod. I didn't know about the, um, the movement between the two, um, two sides. Cause you're shooting two portholes on the left of the target and two portholes on the right. Obviously I would have traversed right to left, but, um, The only time I really worked on tripod stuff was the day before in my practice session and didn't really, uh, didn't really want to break it out into a match unless I absolutely needed to, um, which that one, I felt pretty confident that I wouldn't need to use, uh, tripod rear to be successful. And turns out I didn't got a nine, um, stage three. I was, uh, a little scared of this one. I'm not going to lie. Um, Got some advice from Al, the match director, the day before when I came out for practice because I asked um, if they have like a mover day where they'll set up the mover and then um, I can practice on it. And they they said that they're going to look at putting something on the schedule for that. And I said, cool, I'll keep an eye on the website. So the last time I shot a mover was at the um match at Gunline, and i didn't score what i wanted i obviously wanted to clean it and i didn't i got like a seven six or a seven on that stage when i needed a uh, a better score so obviously that's on me but um my goal was to clean this stage and it was a more difficult stage to do it on so i made sure that i measured the speed put it in my kestrel um made sure that i I had my lead adjusted properly and then um the course of fire was standing outside of the bus you engage the mover with two rounds from five windows so not only are we engaging a mover um now we're doing it from five different windows in time so kind of a difficult course of fire um In general under time but now we're doing it with a mover which there's two two formulas or two thought processes on movers you can either trap it wait uh, set up in front of the moving target wait for it to cross your um, your lead mark say 1.5 mils in this instance instance trap it do it that way to where as soon as it breaks that 1.5, you pull a trigger and then hopefully hit the target or um, uh, you track it where you're moving the rifle with the target and trying to time it perfectly to where your 1.5 is on the target while it's moving, while you're moving and break the trigger then. Um, either or, that's the, uh, those are the two methods. Now, granted, this mover wasn't uh, super far away. It was 300 yards. <clears throat> so 300-yard mover going at about 2 miles an hour, but it was a head mover. So it was a human head silhouette, which a human head is approximately neck to top of head is 12 inches on a standard uh, adult-sized male. So 12 inches vertical and then probably 6 to 8 inches horizontal Um, Made for somewhat of a difficult target, but um, with the advice that I got from Al the day prior about movers and using strictly the trap method and taking your time and waiting for the target instead of trying to rush it, I was able to clean that stage with a solid 10 points, um, and it was awesome. I felt really, really good about that one, kind of set up the... um, set me up for what I thought was going to be uh, a good rest of the afternoon and then I kind of crapped the bed on the next stage, which it it is what it is. Um, So the next stage was the crane boom. It's basically a section of scaffolding that's got uh, crossbars on it. The objective was to go two shots from the prone two shots from three different positions on the crane boom, and then two shots from the prone on the opposite side of the crane boom. You're moving right to left. Um, And then once you get over to the last two shots, round 9 and 10, you have to be full support side. So uh, support hand, support eye, support shoulder to engage the target. Now the target was at 715 yards and it was an ipsic target with a blue outline um by the time we got to it the blue outline was gone but we were still able to see the target it was just past the uh 600 yard berm just it was the first target past the 600 yard berm basically so we went and i was first up um i measured the wind and i wrote this down so um I measured it at a five mile an hour wind, um, based on wind direction. Um, it was not a five mile an hour wind downrange, um, so actually, it was like an. I measured it at eight at the shooter, but downrange it was much, um, much less. It was five, so. When I got down there, um, I was like, okay, it's blowing about eight miles an hour here. I'm gonna go ahead and send this. And it ended up being um, a miss and I was able to see it go just off right. So I cut cut my wind hold in half. So instead of 0.5, I held 0.2 and got my first hit. So I'm sitting at a one right there. I go to my first position, throw um, 0.2 on it, get a hit, follow up with my next shot. I get a miss um, and then move to the next position, break one shot at straight up and got one hit. So obviously the wind was not doing as much as I thought it was, downrange, which that's fine. That's why they call it shooting, not hitting. But um, that one really kicked me in the junk. I only got a three on that stage. And for the person that I was chasing all day, he did much better. I think he got a seven or an eight on that stage. Um, so he he got me pretty good there. Um, I will say, I'm not crying about it, but the target was bladed pretty hard when – um i got up to shoot and after i had hit it uh probably on my second round is when it either shifted or moved a little bit on the actual hook and i was able to see more of the target body itself um i don't really care um if that's why i missed it or not i still missed uh the target failed to fail to properly engage that target um, probably could have taken a little bit of that into consideration on a wing call and cut my wing call a little bit more, seeing as how the target was presenting less of itself to my, uh, to my shooting position, but I'm not there yet. So, um, if a three is the worst I did for the day, I'll be happy with that. Um, but most people were only getting to, uh, to that last prone position in either timing timing out or getting one shot off. So, um, was it possible to get all 10 rounds off? I'm sure it was. Somebody probably did it. Um, I'm looking at like buddy Miller maybe cause he's just extremely fast. I don't know, but regardless had a good time. It was a good stage. Um, we've done stuff similar, to, similar to that in the NRL 22, um, but I mean, that's, that's what it is. So good stage. Um, just not, I'm not sure if, even if I, uh, was able to do it again and not have that mental thought process of cutting, cutting wing calls and things like that, if I would have been able to, uh, to get all 10 shots off, uh, in the time frame. So I don't know. Um, there's that. I put uh, stage five. This was the pipe hustle. Once again, another good stage, really liked it. Um, So there's three concrete um, pipes, like sewer drainage pipes or whatever, um, stacked up to create uh, some different elevation shooting positions. So it was basically five positions, for ten rounds, and the possible points were twenty, there was two targets. There was a um, a big circle and then a small circle at five thirty three so uh, no five fifty three excuse me um, so a couple different size targets small one was worth two points, big one was worth one point so. What I did and what most of the people did, seeing how I went first on the last stage, I went last on this stage. So I got to see everybody run through this stage. What I did was I just kind of watched and saw how people did it. And the majority of them sat there and went to the first position, far left, because most of us like shooting left to right. Um, they centered up on that first large target, see where their bullet impacted. If it was centered up, they just ran on the small one the rest of the time, or um, if they were having a rough day, they just stayed on the on the big one, which is fine. But they measured their they measured their their first impact, applied that to their wind call, and then ran the west rest of the rest of the stage, which is what I did. So I took that first one centered up, hit it, had a good wind call, so. I just called out small cause you had to audibly call what target you were going to be engaging called small and then just ran small the rest of the time. Now I did have a couple misses, um, which is fine cause position, a pickup and wind, a die off and wind, whatever it may be. Um, I wasn't missing by much. Um, but a miss is still a miss. So I ended up getting a 13 on this stage, which, um, Not bad. Not great. Missed a couple times. If I'm looking at my notes here. um, Hit. uh, Miss. Hit, miss, hit, miss. Hit, 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 hit. So, um, yeah. So, did decent. Um, April Showalter got a 17 on that stage. And Josh got a 15 So I was only two points behind Josh on that stage, which is fine because that's what I was shooting for is to stay in line with Josh. And I'll I'll kind of talk about that in a minute. Um, Stage six was Diamond KYL. um, Had this stage, uh, the last Altus match, um, with a small twist, KYL at 461 yards. All right on command go you'll take a modified prone approach on the bench and then from there you're going to engage each target with two rounds and then go from there All right if you miss the target you go to 0 but you continue in the course of fire so 10 rounds 10 points possible if you were to hit the first target the big plate with one round and then miss your points would go to zero, but you would go to the next smallest target and start over and start accumulating points. Um, so I know that I needed to catch Josh and Josh went right before me or excuse me, right after me and April went uh, soon there somewhere in the middle there. And she decided to get her six hits and then stop. So she went, first target second target third target clean and then stop and i chose to go um first second third fourth stop and i mean i'm happy with that my gun was doing exactly what i needed it to do i was really able to see my impacts on that plate um i started off with a two-tenth hold and then cut it down to one-tenth on those smaller targets and was still impacting, uh, the targets. So I went, uh, two, four, six, eight, and then decided to stop. Josh asked me what my wind hold was. I told him I was like, started at two, ended at one. And then he did the exact same thing. He wanted, he told me he wanted to stop at six, but he knew it was really close. So he took the risk and went to the extra, uh, the extra shots Um, so he went two, four, six, eight as well, um, which worked out for him. So nothing super fancy about that, that stage. Then we had the, uh, the shoot house. This was a great stage. I really, really liked it. Um, the, the, the order is what I really liked about it. So you're on the roof of the shoot house And you're shooting different distances. So you're not walking it out and you're not walking it in. You're going, like, middle, in, out, in, out um, at different varying distances, which is what I really liked. Um, I had a lot of fun with this one. So it was start at C7, which, uh, let's see, uh, 695, and then you go to C5, at five hundred and then you go to C eight seven ninety-three and then you go C four at three ninety seven and then C nine at eight thirty one. So you go seven five eight four nine um in target placard order. Um and they ranged from six to circles to squares um as far as target shape goes. But this was really good. I ended up getting a six on this. Um not i'm not sure how i got a six on i think i timed out or i missed one of the two um but i really enjoyed this stage i liked the fact that you had to think about it um as far as which way you were gonna go um so seven seven hundred got both my hits 500 got both my hits uh 800 I think I missed um my first hit my second 400 I think I hit my first missed my second and then I missed both shots at nine um generally at altus the window is blows left to right however comma um we weren't having extreme weather, and this was close to the uh, – this was our second-to-last stage of the day. So it was in the afternoon. It was hot. You got mirage. And you got a little bit of weather coming in, which is fine. Um, read the wind wrong downrange. Even though I was spotting and watching other people shoot, I read the wind wrong on my, uh, on my first shot. Um, got into this modified hunchback position on the – roof uh front support on the bag uh armageddon Giro fat sack, armageddon gear fat sack on the rear and um so i had a, a pretty solid position but when i broke my first shot i missed um, pretty far off left which threw me for a loop i was like why am i getting right wind at altus and then i tried to cut what i was holding in half and sent another one and it missed just off left and my other misses were off right so I thought I wasn't holding enough left wind and it turns out I was holding too much and when I cut it in half it was still not enough so I didn't like I measured it but I didn't either I didn't measure it properly from the right point or I Misread the hash mark when I measured it with my reticle. Uh, Something happened and I ended up missing my my follow-up shot, which I really don't like missing my follow-up shot. Um, Honestly, there's not a big excuse for missing a follow-up shot because you're getting all of the information right there real-time. You're seeing what happens if you see it. If you see where your miss goes, you should be able to measure it, apply the proper correction, and then go from there. Um, And I was unable to do that uh, on that day, which kind of made me frustrated. Um, Still got a... I got a six on that one. So not terrible, but not great. Not when you're trying to chase down um, a really solid and consistent shooter. Um, But, hey, it is what it is. Um, There was no bonus targets on that stage. There was no smaller target worth more points. Um, I think that would have been cool to see, Um, but I made the recommendation and we'll see what happens next time. Um, And then we had stage eight, Ring of Fire, which was one of those um, cattle feeding round pen things, half of it. And then we were shooting from beside the shoot house in the new kind of open field that they made. And then we were shooting in it's not a new lane but it like was a new direction because we haven't really shot from that position from that small field towards that direction before it was towards the same direction as the kyl was but in a different lane which made it kind of cool um there was uh, a fallen tree that was the backstop for the far target but basically you had it was called ring of fire 10 possible positions, 20 possible points. You had a target at uh 414 and 445. So not a huge difference, probably 2 tenths. And um you had two targets per position. So this is where you could shoot the small engage the smaller targets for two points or the larger parlor, uh, larger targets for one point. And this is where I this is my last stage of the day. So this was our stage 10, even though it's stage 8. Um, I knew I was close to Josh. Josh went first because he's actually had to go to work. So, excuse me. So he decided he um, we got his barrel cooled down from the previous stage, got him ready to go, got his mental process ready, and then had him shoot it probably second or third to where – um, he, uh, he could pack his stuff and get on the road so he could, uh, make mission. But we, uh, I sat there and I was like, okay, I'm going to dial for the far target and hold under for the close target, that two tenths Cause that wasn't a big deal. I got the two tenths hash marks easy day. So I thought, um, so hold under on that first target put in what I thought the wind was um, held straight up on that first one. Cause it was, you know, 410 yards um, uh, shot it just off to the right. So I was like, okay, I need to put a 10th into this and then hold on the far target and uh, far target large, and then put that wind correction uh, into my hold and then center punch the far target. Now, There was five total positions on this prop, two on the posts up high, so a standing, and then three from the low position, so three uh, kneeling shots. So I decided to do my first uh, four shots from the top so I could take my last shots from the kneeling. So I went large, large, and then I went small. So I called out. Or excuse me, I called out large from the top again and then uh, large on the backside. So that gave me four points. And then I went and once I went down to the kneeling is when I called out small. Now, the one thing that I should have done, which I'm not confident in, and that's why I didn't do it, is I should have rolled a tenth into my scope. I should have rolled one tenth into my windage and then just had set windage and then could have held straight up on the plate because these small targets they were sub MOA for the distance that we were shooting so um, they were small Um, they were really hard to hold under two tenths and then hold a tenth of wind that's why I wish I would have Uh, dialed in the wind, I think it would have led to a higher hit percentage for me on this particular stage. But it was really fun. Um, I really liked it. I liked the thought process of having to determine which one you wanted to go for and how you wanted to do it. Um, I ended up scoring a 13 on this. I think Josh scored a 15 or a 16 on it. So once again, just a few shots down from Josh. But all in all, still super close um and then we're gonna move to stage nine which was our first stage of the day and it was a fence post um there is a uh like an l-shaped t section over by the zero range and we had to do a walk it out uh stage on that and uh Josh, I believe, was the first person to go, and he decided to use a go from the middle portion and do a um, tack table in the rear. So I think the majority of us ended up using that. It was super stable, um, but we had a gopher at 266, Sasquatch at 357, Sasquatch at 426, IPSC at uh, 658 and then an Ipsic at 803. So the far the was 800. Um, and uh, pretty, pretty self-explanatory, explanatory stage, pick a position, walk it out, two shots each hit or miss, keep going. Um, tack table was really solid. Um, it was, it was, I mean, just what a tack table is. It's extra rear support getting up there behind it, Um, hadn't practiced a tack table before, but watching two or three other people do it, know that I needed it to be closer to the barricade than farther away and just did it. The only thing that I really saw was um, when I went to run the bolt, um, I lost a little bit of stability and the whole rifle would roll. Um, So I didn't have, I'm going to say I didn't have the proper rear support that i needed maybe it was the bag maybe it was first time i was using it i don't know but could have been more solid in the rear but i ended up getting an eight out of ten on that one josh cleaned it and i got an eight out of ten i missed the two back there at 800 there was more wind than i anticipated so once again missed the first shot measured followed up with the second shot and missed again so kind of bummed about that so that happened twice that day which um kind of irritated me, but, um, it happens. So did pretty good on that one. Um, my notes that I wrote down was, um, bad wind call on that eighth, uh, that 800 yard target. And then, um, stable when breaking trigger, but, um, stability when, when transitioning was a little bit of an issue. And then the final stage was the tower barricade. Um, This one was pretty fun. There was 15 possible positions, and you had to use 10 of them, all right? And this was one of those pick-your-poison stages. There was an IPSC and um, a smaller IPSC at 715 yards. Um, So large IPSC, not super hard uh, to see, but then there was a... Smaller IPSC, um next to it. Sorry, I'm getting a little distracted. People are being stupid around me. I'm doing 80 miles an hour and everybody's like trying to zip in and out of traffic on the 10 here. Um, so I uh, possible at 20 points, I got six. Now, this being our second stage of the day, it's not like there was a lot of wind or the mirage was real bad. You just couldn't really see the target very well um like i don't know um if it was the morning dew coming off of the grass that was making it uh harder to see with mirage like it wasn't heat mirage it was like humidity like seeing the humidity through the humidity downrange because it was on the animal lane there at altus off of the bottom level of the wood tower so it was just kind of difficult to uh to see um Like, you could see it clear as day when you're looking through your binos, but, like, I threw my rifle up there. Um, So there's nine, well, ten. So there was ten positions to the left, which were the nine boxes, and then the top uh, section, the crossbar, was one. The whole thing was one position. Um, Pretty much mirrored our stage from the the NRL 22 finale that we had and then um, additionally you had the three five round you had five round pipes that got smaller in diameter as you moved down so I feel most confident taking a position uh, a standing position when shooting um, from a from a solid surface so that's what I chose to do Um, and I put Uh, I started at the top of the round pipes and went um, those three positions. So first one got an impact, second one impact, third one miss. And then I had to go over to the actual square boxes and went to the top of the platform, got a hit, and then continued with the process. It was just super hard to see where you were hitting Um, obviously you're not getting any corrections on the clock, but afterwards and looking through the binos, the majority of us were hugging the right side of that target. I would probably say, um, halfway, like if you measure the target from center line to right edge, we were about halfway between that distance. Um, and our misses were going off right edge. Well, we couldn't see that. Downrange, um when you were shooting it yeah i I shot it couldn't see it josh shot it april eric bunch of people just couldn't see um couldn't see the impacts and it was a lot of movement for the stage it was 10 positions one or 15 positions one shot from 10 of those positions so take a shot move take a shot move take a shot so it was it was a hustle stage Um, Was it possible? I'm going to go ahead and say yes. Um, Was it possible with um, that amount of movement with a center fire going on that small target? I think that's what that stage was designed to do is who wants to risk it for the um, for the extra point. On a smaller target or who wants to just try and get their points i stuck with just trying to get my points and paid off got a six i think josh got an eight so once again two points down so nothing super major there um but that's all 10 of the stages i will say i really enjoyed having more two-point options i think there was only one or two in the last state in the last event that we had uh, the, the second match of the year. But this one, we had it on the first stage. We had it on like the fourth stage. We had it on uh, the eighth stage. And we had it on the tenth stage. So we had like four of them, which I just thoroughly enjoyed. Um, is it. I mean, two ways to look about it you can either like try and make up points if you're down. Like if you're missing the target on one stage and you're down and you got a three and you need to risk taking some shots on some smaller stuff to try and catch up, there's that aspect. There's aspect of just going and only shooting the small ones and seeing how you're So it's all just a, a thought process and a mind game on how you want to do it. I was perfectly comfortable with picking which ones I wanted to shoot if I wasn't with that squad, if I wasn't with squad six, if I wasn't with April and Josh, um, would I have taken the risk of shooting some of those smaller targets? No, probably I wouldn't have. Um, but knowing that I was with Josh and I was competitive and I was seeing what he was doing. Um, uh, I know he's a better shooter than I am, but you're not going to grow if you don't push yourself. So I was pushing myself to stay up there with Josh. Um, so thanks Josh for pushing me, but I'm coming for you still. You got me, but I'm coming for you. Uh, yeah, all in all great match. I really like that. They, they do throw those other target sizes in there. I will say that on the pipe hustle, the target was too large. Um, it was not much smaller than the original target. So I think that's why so many people went for that one and got extra points is because that target, I mean it was only five five fifty or whatever it was. It one, it wasn't that far, two, it wasn't that small of a target. Um so in the feedback that I gave um Al as the match director, um both verbally and written. Um, I gave them like a snapshot of the overall 10 stages, what I liked, what I didn't like. And that was probably the only thing that I didn't like in the course of fire was not... um, That target being a little bit too big. If it's supposed to be worth two points, you should have to earn it for those two points. Now, granted, I didn't hit it every time, so it was still difficult. But like if we're doing a real precision rifle contest maybe make it a little bit smaller so he said that for next match he's going to make all the bonus targets some sub moa for that distance which bring it on it's going to be fun um some other things that i um i brought up was um getting the practice score uploaded and a reasonable amount of time, and that's just technical difficulties. They messaged me and was like, hey, the Internet's down at the shop. we got to grab the iPad, bring it back into town. Fair enough. Gotcha. Um, but I know a lot of us uh, are really, really jonesing to see how we did or see how we stacked up other than just finding out that, it, you know, top four or top three or whatever was announced in the trophies. Um, so finding out where we stacked up. Um, getting that out in a more timely manner and then having the actual, um, score sheet posted as far as, cause they're running their own little series, um, five matches, your best two scores count, and then your finale score counts. So letting people like they announced that they would be releasing that, um, and to my knowledge at the recording of this podcast, it's not out yet, um. So just knowing where we stack up in the field is uh, some. That's important to some people. Some people just go out there to have a good time. I'm I'm coming to win. I'm coming to better myself. I know what I did last year. Um, I would like to do better than that this year. Um, I've added it up myself, and I personally know um, I got some work to do. But I'm coming. I'm coming for one of them trophies. Um, top mill is cool, but I want like third in the series so i've definitely got some work to do to get there but that's my that's my short-term five meter goal is uh is that so that's what i'm rocking with right now um i do have the score list um from practice score on what everybody was so uh top five we'll go five to one and then we'll finish up with top ten so top five was April Showalter and top 5 which is also top top lady so congratulations to April on a top 5 finish um I don't know if that's her best or not but um she was she was burning it down and her total score was 82 points so 82 points on a 99 or 98 rounds I don't know what the total point value was based on all those bonus targets but uh, 82 is damn good. In fourth place, myself, it's my best finish in a precision rifle centerfire match to date. Um, and I had 83 points. So I edged out April by one point. Um, so that was pretty cool. Got my, uh, my first um, fourth place finish. So that was pretty awesome. That's actually my fought top 5 in a match finish Um, so that was pretty awesome then we got Josh Hunter with 87 Um, Josh Hunter got 87 on the match we got Buddy Miller in 2nd with 89 points and then we got Mr. Josh Showalter 1st place 92 points so I want to throw that out there that I was chasing Josh all day long and I ended up um, nine points down from the first place finisher. And I don't think I've ever done that either. So, I'm, like I said, I'm quite happy with my performance on the uh, on the day. And I will say that uh, Josh also took home top mill. So, not only did he take home top mill, he also took home first place, which is awesome. So, as far as uh, military goes, it was Josh, myself, uh, David Venata uh, Sam Trevino Ryan Shipes Justin Frederick Akil Walker and Nick Harding Hardung. yeah Nick Hardung alright so um, big props to all my military law enforcement guys that came out there and shot um, it's not necessarily about winning it's about sharpening those skills to where if you're called to do what you need to do, you can do it. Now what I will say, um Akeel uh being and doing what he does, um this dude's a badass. Uh he shot the whole match in Crocs. Um badass. Second of all, he's shooting a three oh eight Remington seven hundred in a Magpul stock badass uh number three he didn't dial a single elevation or windage the whole day his turret stayed on zero and locked all day long and he still was getting solid hits now is he at the top of the leaderboard no is he coming out here to win the competition no um He came out here to practice his craft for what he does. He, um, like I said, is a military guy. So he's probably doing this in a real-world application. He may not have time to dial dope for a given target because he doesn't have the time probably to pull out his rangefinder, lays a target, take wind... environmental is off of a kestrel and engage whatever he needs to he's probably hey that's approximately x based on this let me engage it because i know what my dope is based on my arm board because that's where all of his dope is two three four five six eight to out to a thousand with his 308 shooting crappy mill brat mill ammo And just go into town. And using this as a training exercise for first-round target impacts and secondary follow-ups with not the best ammo to do the job, right? That's what he gets in the military, so that's what's going to do him just fine there. But he's not shooting a six mil br he's not shooting a six gt uh six Creedmoor. he's not shooting any of these hot rod calibers in a hot rod race gun he's shooting an old remington 700 in the magpul pro stock with a vortex gen 2 on top pretty solid setup and was still able to get it done with no freaking dialing of it of his elevation. He did the whole thing with holdovers. Awesome in my opinion. Awesome. I talked to him about it later in the day and he's like, "I don't dial in my job. I'm not going to dial here." He's like I'm using this straight up as practice. So, um my dude, good job. Super appreciate uh you coming out hanging with us. Uh hopefully we get to shoot again some more. And uh keep doing what you're doing. But Enough on that. Um, that was top five, and all the mill dudes. And we'll finish on with uh, sixth place. Sixth place. Hold on, I gotta change lanes. We got Trevor Cook, eighty points. So um, Trevor actually won the whole thing last year. He won the the final match last year, and he won um, the overall series. So good job, my dude. Um, coming in sixth place. Ryan uh, Harold, 80 points as well. So they basically tied for 6th place. So 6th and 7th. And then we got Dean Bradford, friend of mine. Dean, good job, 75 points at 8th place. John Green, 72 points. And David Venata, I don't know if I'm saying that right, also got 72 points. So um, good job. We had three dudes one two three we had three dudes in the top in the top 10 um david made drastic improvements over his last match at altus um i don't know if he had a gun malfunction and couldn't continue or he's just having a bad day but uh the last match he was at wasn't so great and this one he finished top 10 so way to stick through it and persevere um Identify whatever was going wrong and getting it fixed because you you came out swinging on that match and and did pretty damn good. So good job. Um, Yeah, just just excited. We've got three matches completed at Altus. And we're going into the summer months where they're not going to have any of the precision long range stuff over the summer. I think the next match is September. And then I believe the finale is in December. So we got some time. So uh, the way that it works is they're going to take your two best finishes from the regular season, the four matches. They're going to take your best two matches, and they are going to uh, total that out and take the 30%. So 30% from your best, 30% from your second best. And then they're going to add that to 40% of your finale finish. So, makes up 100%. Everything's good to go. So, um, that's kind of how the breakdown is going to go for the overall um, the overall Altus Long Range Challenge Champion. Um, like I said, they're not PRS affiliated, so none of this goes towards PRS points which is fine, um, if you wanna run PRS, go shoot PRS. Um, that's what I'm doing tomorrow, is I'm shooting PRS, I'm shooting the Altus stuff, I'm shooting 22 stuff. Um, shooting is shooting, different formats, different types, different strokes for different folks, having a good time doing it. Um, still getting to shoot with my friends, so that's all that really matters to me. So, um, yeah. I'm not sure uh, what else I got to say about the Altus match in general, but it was a good time and I look forward to the next one. Um, I do look forward to seeing what the standings are for our, uh, our series so far. I'm going to probably shoot them a message and see if anything comes up as far as who's in what position, if they've added it up, if they would, uh, encourage if uh if they want me to help with the with the the computing of that i know i'm a competitor but at least somebody could check my check my work real fast make sure i'm not bumping myself up any spots okay i got directions i gotta turn in 10 miles um if they do hey more than more than happy to to uh to help with that if not no sweat off my back um, I will say one of the funny things is, um, if you do go to practice score and sign up for this match, it is going to look like a USPSA registration. And that's because that's what it is. Um, I did get in contact with Al and I did, um, ask him if he wants me to come up to the shop and help adjust that to where it's actually a precision rifle, um, layout instead of a USPSA because when you go to register for the long range challenge it's currently showing that it is um, uh, got like limited 10 in production and open and um, limited and stock and open optics and open irons and all this other stuff so it's set up uh, the practice score is set up like a USPSA registration, um, which is fine. It's a simple one to click the button fix, but um, don't let that discourage you. Sh- sign up for the match, come out and shoot with us. If you need any information about where to sign up, you can always go to altisshootingsolutions.com uh, up there at the on the banner, click on competitions, and then click on long range. And then... Um, it'll come up with a couple of different options, such as the Accuracy International, NRL 22, Kestrel Fall Classic. You're looking for the Altus long-range challenge. Um, Sign up, squad up, register on Practice Score, come out and shoot. If you need any tips or tricks or advice or anything else like that, get a hold of me. Um, I've already gotten one guy into the nrl 22 stuff pretty hard uh since the finale and he's actually shooting the uh arena nrl 22x match next weekend um i've been talking to him pretty extensively he's um got a military background and he's got a shooting background but he doesn't have an a 22 precision background so we've been helping him out Um, getting them spun up, getting them ready to go, which has been a lot of fun. Um, Answering his questions about different ammo and muzzle velocities and temp tables and um, dope and wind and all this other stuff for 22s. So it's been pretty enjoyable. It's what I like to do, help people, um, educate people in the shooting, uh, shooting realm. So if you want to come out and you want to shoot with us or you want to shoot with me, Hit me up on social media or wherever. I'm going to drop my my info in the description below. But come on out. Shoot with us. Have a good time. If you don't have the equipment, get a hold of somebody. If you're missing a bag, if you're missing a magneto speed, whatever, get a hold of somebody. You can always borrow other people's gear. I've got more gear than I know what to do with. I've been selling a bunch of it off here recently because it's just taking up space. So... Um, if you need a bag, let me know. I'll bring an extra bag. Let you use my chrono. Let you use. I've got extra scopes. I've got extra rifles. If you just want to see what's going on, get a hold of me. We'll get you. We'll get you squared away. We'll get you taken care of, and you can come out and you can have a good time. Pay for your match fee. Chip in for some ammo. We'll take care of you. Not a big deal. All right. So once again, you're listening to another GD podcast. You can follow us uh, on Instagram at. Another GD Podcast, all one word, on Instagram. My personal Instagram is at hotgdrod, H-O-T-G-D-R-O-D, on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash guy.demarco. It's a picture of me shooting off of a tank trap. My email is guy.demarco.84 at gmail.com. Hit me up. Let's talk about it. I would ask if you've enjoyed this podcast or you've listened to other podcasts in the past, please hit that like button, hit that follow button, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the, the social media platforms, and then leave a review. Wherever you listen to this, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, wherever, let me know your thoughts. What do you want to hear about? What are you tired of hearing about? I do these match breakdowns because I got friends in different states that can't shoot with us at Altus anymore, and they enjoy hearing about these breakdowns. So that's kind of why I'm doing it. Plus, it kind of just documents my shooting, my 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 shooting journey. I started doing this maybe two years ago on the precision rifle side, two and a half years ago, and went from like getting 10 to 20 impacts a match to 83 impacts on my most recent match so it's been an interesting journey so if you're liking what you hear or you want to hear something specific leave a comment leave some feedback five stars one star whatever you think we deserve just leave some feedback and let me know if you're liking what you're hearing all right guys i appreciate you later